0: Welcome to Tony's Take
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 133. I am Sean, and joined with me, we have Tony, I recently moved, cats. Yes. And off-road Andy. No. Oh.
1: I mean, that was the answer to that question. We don't have you? (laughs) I didn't recently move.
0: No, he did not, but that's why I said Tony. Re- he recently moved. Okay. Cats.
1: You're just throwing me off here.
0: Because you went first? I thought this
1: was an interview or something. No. No? What oh. am I here for?
0: Oh, we'll get to your interview in a moment there, uh, Deborah. Polanski?
1: Bela- Those are just random names. I don't
0: know. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is our sports podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. You can find us on Spotify and wherever you're listening here. Uh, Hit that subscribe button and check out our entertainment pod. But let's let's dive right into into sports because we've got a lot of stuff. Um, Should we just start with some Team USA?
1: Let's start and end just like they did.
2: Uh, Yeah, we have the Team USA uh, played this morning. I want to say our time, it it was probably roughly around, I feel like a lot of their games, our time was like 5 in the morning, 5.30ish. So somewhere between one a.m. and five a.m. Pacific time, which is what our time means for all you guys listening in Iraq, and uh, we uh, had USA was the favorite going into the tournament, but not not a huge favorite as you would think. Usually USA I feel like in these tournaments is like minus a thousand, like it's like oh there's no chance they're losing this, but that's because they usually have LeBron or Duran and Curry's and all those other special people. But this tournament they didn't. But even without those guys, they still should have won this tournament. They had Donovan Mitchell. They had Kemba Walker. They had Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Well, they didn't have Jason Tatum. That's right. He did get hurt, but they had him for at a moment. They had him. He was his spirits were there. But more so than the players that they still had, they had a great coaching staff. It still had Popovich. I think it had Kerr on it. And uh it had another good coach, too. I can't think of at the top of my head. But they should have won. They were slight favorites. They were like minus 300 or something minus 200 so not overwhelmingly favorite so you know bet 200 to win 100 and then uh this I guess evening there in Beijing or whatever this is going on at they were defeated by France and uh, I don't what NBA players does France even have on that team so the stars of the
1: game were um, they saw Diao playing or whatever I don't think he was Fournier okay and Rudy Gobert, who – Rudy okay. Gobert might be the best player on that court that, that day. Yeah, I would I – mean, I, I think the other question mark would be his teammate, Donovan Mitchell. So, And, and that's in my opinion, I think. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy Gobert is – he is a special guy. Yeah. Just his, his presence, his defensive presence. Yeah, it's there, almost
2: so. more like maybe not the most talent on the court, but like most meaningful to your yeah. team with what he does overall. And, yeah, so there's uh, four teams left in that tournament now. It's France –
1: Argentina, did you see who Argentina's leading scorer was in there? Is it uh, what's his face, Fernandez, Luis Scola? Oh wow, like I don't know, he still has that painted on hair. Or... Oh, that's
2: right, I'm an idiot. Fernandez is on Spain. Yeah, Rudy Fernandez still out there playing for you uh, big. Ginobili was Argentina,
1: there. and he was not playing. Still. And
2: uh, they won. I th- was it this tournament one year or the Olympics one year? They back- won the 04 Olympics. Yeah. yeah, I remember. That's when Manu came on the scene. Kind of, I feel like, or a little bit before.
1: I mean, yeah, he was already. He already won a title, I think, with the Spurs. But yeah, it was like a you know, bench player type guy, but,
2: and, uh, so yeah, we've got France, Argentina, Spain, and Australia left. I want to say it's France versus Argentina and Spain versus Australia. Yes. And, uh, I was just telling you before this, when it went into elimination rounds, I looked at Australia's odds. and I want to say they were like 16 or 18 to one. And I actually liked that because I was like, dude, they got Joe Ingles, Patty Mills, uh, Bogut, Della Vadova. They're, they're a pretty fun team to watch. And uh, I didn't do it. Now here, of course, they are in the final four. But uh, yes, I think going into this tournament, these, these four teams were all getting good value. I think Spain is now the favorite or would be. They were about 10 to 1 odds or 12 to 1. And then uh, France was, I think I saw it was like 26 to 1 to start the tournament. And um, who, Australia was about forty to one and Argentina was eighty to one. And Argentina are the ones that I think knocked out Serbia.
1: Yeah, that's to me is a big upset because oh, yeah. Serbia had Jokic and they had Bogdanovich. The Bog- Did only one Bogdanovich play? They only have one. The other one's in a different country oh, pressure or something. Interesting. Yeah.
2: I always thought they were brothers. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> that's weird. I think it's just like a very popular name in that region.
2: So which Bogdanovich is that that's doing well? The one that was on the Kings? Or
1: the one that's so Indiana. I think this is the Kings version. I think so, too. The um, the guy who's now on the Jazz. Is from the from Indiana. He was on Indiana, is now on the Jazz, yeah. Yeah, I think this is Jazz the Kings have a, one, Jazz have this world team right Dude, now. Dude, Jazz do have a good team. Ingles. We've been saying for Gobert. a while that
2: this is going to be one of those years that it's like you can actually get some value betting on those middle-of-the-pack like teams that, for once. I like
1: that diversity there. Oh, I mean, yeah. they did get rid of Rubio, so that's, that hurts them a bit. Yeah. But... I don't know. Maybe well, Mike a, Mike Conley is diverse to them because they don't have yeah, a lot exactly. of exactly yeah. just a young American,
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'll still. Keep, I guess I'll just keep cheering for Australia. They're the ones that I've kind of liked from the beginning when I saw them actually upset you. Uh, wow, well, I almost said UCLA USA, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's just a bummer that we can't really ever watch these games. Honestly, I don't even know where to watch them.
1: I don't even. They're know on ESPN Plus. Like yeah, the paid you, thing. No you can't has. watch. You them. You can't yeah. even watch them if you wanted to yeah. watch them. Uh, another thing that's crazy about the uh, the game today, that, that uh, France-USA, um, Frank Nidicalina, mm-hmm. you know, the Knicks, like, kind of a bust, top 10 pick, hasn't really done much, uh, played just as well as Kemba Walker, and that's what this tournament's this so weird, where it's like, you would never, you won't see that in an NBA game, where, it, like, they'll have an even performance, but just...
2: Also, I was I, and I think I talked about this on the last podcast is it's it's almost like, you know, like I've said before, with those USA guys, it's like, you know, you kind of go out there and you kind of do feel like you're on eggshells. The last thing you want to do is get hurt while all these European guys have nothing to lose. And I think that's kind of what we've seen this tournament, because a lot of those European like the random European teams like France and Argentina, Australia even have done uh, pretty well. So I guess I have no idea when the finals is. I imagine it's got to be soon. It's got to be ending this weekend. I can't imagine it goes much longer if we're already down to the final four. Yeah, it has to be. That yeah, today's only good. Wednesday. Yeah, it's got to come to an end here soon. So, uh, and there's actually a fifth place game. So U.S. versus Serbia. I wonder, which is basically like what people thought would be the championship. Yeah.
1: So I wonder. I would if almost say Serbia. USA is not even going to be. Well, you would think like you know the Nuggets are on the phone motivated. like Jokic just cannot play. Like that guy's too big. It's too too yeah. risky. Um, I know Boban Especially because Donovan Mitchell, tournament. you know, is going to go
2: right for his knees. He's going to be like, Yo, we're going to get you guys yeah. out of the West nice and early. That was another thing really quickly about, like, the whole teammate stuff. So after Greece lost to USA, there was a very brief but little kind of scuffle-ish thing, like kind of in the face, I would say, more so than a scuffle. And Giannis was the one involved, and I think it was with him and, like, kind of Jalen Brown. And it was just kind of funny to see, like, the Bucks and Celtics... Going yeah. at each other. And then what my favorite part was is you have Middleton on Team USA who immediately was in the middle like, no, 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 no. Like this is, you know, I'm not going to have my teammate on my NBA team get in a fight with anybody. And also that Bucks coach had to be holding his breath, breath that whole tournament. He's got to be so happy both his teams are out. He had his two best players, in my opinion, Giannis and Middleton, two best
1: scorers out there representing and, and them. Brooke Lopez too. So
2: Yeah, I, I think that's actually exactly what we said last time too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, in uh, actual NBA news, there was uh, something uh, banned
1: this past week. Yeah, a little bit of a rule change that they're uh, no longer allowing the ninja-style headbands, we'll say.
0: No more senseis out there on the court. Yeah,
1: board. so uh, popularized, I think, by the 76ers the most. Jimmy Butler would wear it. Uh, Mike Scott famously wore it. And um, rough week for Mike Scott because he was also involved in... <laughs> In another incident this week uh, at a uh, Philadelphia Eagles game.
0: But why? Really quick, why did they ban them? Did they say, or are they just like I don't know? Maybe things? you could
1: pull on them and it's bad. I don't know. You
0: could pull on them.
1: I don't know. I didn't read too much. Of it. it could have been they don't do their job, and why have them out there? Or they could poke them in the eye. There's a lot of bullshit. It could have been like Nike didn't want them. Nike didn't want to mass produce them. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you didn't have to make a Nike one, and so Nike made them ban it. I don't know. I should have done the research.
0: I'll look into it. Yeah. But I, I don't mind it. I, th- I did think they were dumb. I feel like you should be blind out there when you're playing then, you know? Yeah. It's a final episode or final well, chapter I, like, of the movie.
1: Montrezl Harrell would wear it sometimes, and it'd look really cool, when he'd fly through for a dunk, <laughs> and I think it was worth it. But
0: What are those bands even called?
1: I don't know. Karate style? I mean, yeah. while, we're, while you're searching, back to yeah. Mike Scott. Uh, he's uh, from the Virginia area, so he's a Washington Redskins fan. Safety concerns. Currently plays in Philadelphia for the 76ers. He happened to decide, I'm going to go stop in and watch my team play against the home team, Philadelphia Eagles. And you know, you're going to want to represent your team. You're going to put on a jersey. Despite the Redskins being awful, Like you have some pride in it. You want to go watch them. You want to support them. Uh, he put on a Redskins jersey, went out to the game, and uh, he got into an altercation. Some fans yelled at him, and it uh, got physical. And Wow. His own fans, too, which is. So, yeah, you would think these people would be Sixers fans, but they didn't like him because he's wearing a Redskins jersey. And, you know, they couldn't tell who he was because there's just so many six foot nine black guys just walking around. But, uh, you know, I think I could recognize Mike Scott. He is a scary looking guy. He's big, a lot of tattoos. I would let him walk. I would let him walk. It's
2: also the thing with Mike Scott, now that you bring up his tattoos, he has significant tattoos, too. He's got a bunch of emojis tattooed on his. Like, arms and neck area.
1: Yeah,
0: he's, uh, I don't know, in case they make an emoji movie that's not animated, he wants to be in it.
1: Yeah, so it's, uh, you gotta say, that's. it's very bold for those fans to even say something. You'd think I'd be like, okay, let's let it go. That guy is allowed to be a fan of the other team because he will destroy us. And uh, that's kind of what happened after, like, a bit of, some words were thrown. Some uh, guy charged at him, and he basically just did a quick... You know, get out of the way and hit him in the back of the neck, and the guy went down really easily. I think it's safe to say alcohol was involved. <laughs> it's a NFL tailgate; those things are fucking insane. Well, especially Philadelphia. Also, yeah. yeah.
2: Anywhere on the East Coast, really, you get the Philadelphia anything, and then Buffalo Bills, it's bound to get ugly.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it, there's nothing. The Sixers are said they're fine with what happened. He didn't start anything. He really just defended himself and kind of walked away. Went got the game, no problem. And uh, I guess Justice is, uh, you know, his team got out to big lead and lost. So that's what you get, Mike Scott. Whoa. But like I said, rough week. Yeah. He lost his headband. Yeah. His team lost the game.
0: He's probably selling them on eBay now.
1: Yeah. Can't do anything with them. He's like, going to ban them like high school games. Maybe they're already banned. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it said safety concerns on the...
1: Well, email, yeah, I could whip so. around and hit someone in the eye. It's real dangerous. You don't want that.
0: Um, yeah. That's, I guess, that'd be the only thing I could see happen.
1: Well,
2: anyway, what else do uh, we got? Some uh, some big uh, baseball news happened. Uh, was it just last night? Where uh,
1: Yeah, something that really affects the playoff last race. Last year's
2: MVP winner, Christian Yelich, who was also competing for the home run title.
1: Oh, it's won already by Pete. Oh, you think so? Just He's only three ahead. Uh, he's, he's, just, he's got ahead the now. magic right now.
2: Well, anyway, Yelich was still competing in the home run title, and uh, he f- did what I hope I never do, and that is fracture a kneecap? What did I uh, I didn't Jeez. see the play was it? I think it looked like he was around home plate though.
1: Uh it was a foul ball, I believe.
2: Off his leg? Yeah. Oh, Ugh. yeah, that'll do it. And so I was right, he was around home plate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wasn't rounding uh, third or anything, but yeah. uh yeah. Well, that's a bummer for him. I think the how far out were the Brewers? they were only a game Oh, so oh wow. I thought the Brewers, for whatever reason, I thought they were pretty much dead, but I haven't been paying they attention
1: had too much. They not been playing well, but no one had been playing well in this wildcard yeah, race. Yeah, I saw it's, the Mets
2: got hot, and then they got cold. It's been the most streaky race, I feel like, in the NL wildcard this year. It's been a team will win five in a row and then lose six in a row and then win eight of the next ten.
1: Yeah, so right now the Nationals have the number one spot. I think they have a couple game lead over the Cubs, who then had a game lead over the Brewers. And then there's just a bunch of other teams. The Giants are still in it. D backs are still in it. So but that's the, the Brewers you would think would have the best chance because of what they did last year and because they have the best player yeah, out of that all, all those teams. Yeah,
2: that's gonna be a that'll be interesting to see if that actually like motivates them or if uh that kills them. And there's really they're fighting for only one spot, right? I mean nationals have nationals should should have it yeah. ahead, right? Pretty good, like five or six games or so, I feel like. I think there's only three games up on the Cubs. Yeah, well, I still hope they get it. They are gonna be. I a think they're
1: scary really good I you've think been,
2: You've been afraid of them since the beginning, and I yeah. kind of was like, ah, I don't think they're that good. And now, Andy, I I feel like there's value in even taking them. You know, at twenty to one or something like that, because I would
1: definitely take them over the Braves. I think the Braves are gonna fall apart.
2: But the only thing they're is, if, if they get that wild card spot and they win that first game, which I mean, if you let's say you're in that wild card spot. They're playing. Let's just say the Cubs. It's in Washington. I mean, Scherzer's obviously going that game, right? Or do you pitch Corbin? Maybe Strasburg. I mean, who do you go with?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you you would want Scherzer to go. But you and is that one of those
2: games where you would be able to have? Would you throw Strasburg or Corbin in the bullpen also, like as an emergency, like late inning or something? Because that bullpen's not very good. You definitely could. You definitely could. I think you would have to for that one game, and then even time. if you, let's just say you threw Strasburg in there. You start if you win that game, you start Corbin game one, and that's not bad at all, yeah. But uh, I just know as as you being a Dodger fan, if it did end up being Dodgers Washington in the first, technically the second round, I guess, but really the first round, it's uh, that's a little
1: scary, yeah. I'm still confident, no, yeah, still but I mean, the most well rounded team. Um, but, but I think we've what's crazy, seen plenty
2: of times the most well rounded team doesn't always do it. We saw in hockey, hockey and baseball are the most Hockey's random, I more think. random, I think. I, well, I agree with that, but I'm saying they're. The most random because all it takes is one like you know pitching staff gets hot or a hitter gets goes cold, you know what I mean? Like, what if Bellinger had a series where he went, you know, he goes one for sixteen or something? I mean, that well, that's stuff why happens. they have like eleven other good players. So. Yeah, well, I'm just saying when that hot hitter goes cold, things can happen. But um, so yeah, what else? Uh, I think you said uh, that, speaking of, that was the NL wild card, but the AL wild card,
1: how's that going? It's uh still the same three team race so we Indians, had Indians
2: Rays and a- Oakland Yeah so right Who's now the odd man out right now uh the
1: Indians are one game out so they're both
2: playing so the funny thing is is right now as you look at it and it's Oakland has got a tough match at Houston they got blown out 19-0 or 15-0 or something the first game and then the second game they went in they won last night 21 to 7 or something 21 to 6 21 to 7 absolutely smoked Houston i just looked at it they're currently up 4 to 2 but then you have the other two teams playing games they need to be winning. And Cleveland won last night in Anaheim, I believe, 8-0 and are currently up, last I looked, like 4-1 because that game started at 5 Pacific time today. So already been going on. And then I saw that the uh, Tampa Bay Rays were tied 7-7 with uh, the Texas Rangers right now. And uh, that game is 7-7 in the fourth inning. <laughs> All right. Texas dropped seven runs in the bottom of the first, and then Rays came back in the top of second, scored five.
1: <laughs> so I don't know the schedules, but you'd expect Tampa's going to be playing. Tough some, Boston
2: and New York. At yeah, the but they'll also be think. playing
1: Baltimore and Toronto.
2: Exactly. And, and also. Boston is probably not going to try. Exactly. If Boston's out of the race. They'll rest guys. And if New York, New York will be going for the number one spot, though. So they'll still have guys in there. But, yeah, I mean, you never know. Right now, Indians are up four to two in the bottom of the fifth against the Angels. So no Mike Trout in those games either. He's. Been banged up with a toe injury, which also hurts his chances for the home run title. So yeah, this might just be prime for Pete Alonso. Unless the dark horse, he, he, Juaro Suarez, how do you even say his first? Eugenio.
1: Yeah. You, Unless Eugenio Suarez yeah.
2: comes out of the shadows and just shocks the world.
1: Yeah, there's enough time for someone to get. Um, hot. He's only
2: three behind. Also, he's got 44. Last I checked.
1: But um, yeah.
2: So is that uh, all our baseball news?
1: Yeah, I think we'll uh, keep you posted as it goes. It's, it's yeah. getting to that time.
2: And I think we'll do what we like to do, which is once the playoffs actually start and we see the bracket, we can make our own predictions. I have a gut feeling where Andy's predictions might lead him, but you never know.
1: Oakland. <laughs> they, I, I think that would be amazing. The way it, Oakland's hitting. <laughs> honestly, if if the Dodgers got the World Series lost again to Oakland, I'd be upset, but I'd be way less upset than the other two years. Yeah, Houston or – I just like, think it would be right, crazy
2: well, if – it ends up being Dodgers, Yankees, and the Dodgers lose again. So it's like the last three years, it was like we lost to Houston boss in the Yankees. It would just be like, come on. But then maybe that fourth time. They would
1: start to have to just wear NL rings because it's like, obviously, yeah, they you to, can't win. They
2: would have to become the Buffalo Bills.
1: <laughs> yeah. Four trips, no rings. But, uh, so yeah. So, yeah. Well, speaking of the Dodgers, they did actually clinch their division sorry, already. Yeah, we did pretty... want to
2: throw that in really quick. And I feel like this happens a lot. I feel like the next game after you clinch a division is always like a hangover game. Cause it they was were 2-2 last I saw. So. Oh, it's like 7 or 8-2 now. Shit. <laughs> but I feel like that is a real thing. I mean, I guess those mean streets of Baltimore, maybe they partied a little last night. Is that a
1: pun? I just know that there are mean streets. That was the pitcher's name, was Means. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. He had a pretty good game.
2: He's actually not a bad pitcher. I've yeah. actually looked for his, for his situation
1: and who he has to face. He doesn't do too bad. I'll switch places with him. I'm sure he makes a good amount of money. Yeah. Especially, like, um, baseball. Well, before um, we get into, like, all the football, because there's a lot of football, um, I think we just want to talk about how Roy McIlroy won golfer of the year despite oh, his yeah. uh, no majors and despite that Brooks Kepka was great in all the I majors. Rigged.
0: He didn't win it in my eyes. I didn't get yeah. that I, driver.
2: I would have loved to see what those odds would have been, because I have to imagine Kepka was favored to be
1: player of the year. Yeah. I mean, I mean McIlroy did win that $15 million uh, end of the year tournament when they called the Pl- Players' Championship or whatever it was, which nobody... It's not even, like, half of what a major is, like, in importance, mm-hmm. the way, like, the fans view it, I'd say. Um, it's a lot of money, but this stuff mattered. He won smaller ones, I think. He won, like, the Canadian Open or something. Probably. They have some sort of... They, I mean, they have all concerns, that, but I think there was that one, like...
0: course is covered in snow.
1: Yeah. But it's just interesting. I'd like to see, you know, is this going to be a rivalry? Is I'm sure Kepka's going to take this very personal. He should. Because his whole thing I think was, he like... he deserves it. His whole thing was I don't care I'm gonna win majors because that's what matters. And then to not get yeah. recognized here is he gonna I I agree with that. And he, he's not shy. Oh
2: no, he's not. He's he's a very outspoken person, so it will be interesting to see how his reaction to that is. Also, uh but yeah. So now we get into the exciting part, Andy. The calendar has flipped to September. We have had Two real weeks of college football, I would say. Even. Yeah,
1: those first games even counted as week one. If you look at like, yeah. the schedule, they say they're week one games.
2: They really actually, I think you so. even said week zero is what I saw. Yeah. But though it is counts, it is counts. It does count. And uh, I don't think we're going to go, not too much to talk about yet. There hasn't been a major upset yet, but there was a couple good games. We saw Clemson look good against AM. But uh But for those of you that had money on AM like I did, they did get the backdoor cover with nine seconds left on fourth and goal to cover a 16-point spread, which I was very happy about. And uh, then the other big game also had a backdoor cover for me, LSU-Texas. I had Texas getting 7.5, and, and they also covered with just seconds left. Yeah, I, I think, think it was
1: the premier game of the, oh, and of it was, the season I'll, so far. I'll tell
2: you what, I was happy I watched it because I hadn't gotten a chance to watch LSU yet. They love – usually they're like kind of a slower team, I feel like. They beat you with the ground and their defense – they picked up the tempo this year, and I love it. More teams have to do that. You pick up the tempo, and their quarterback throws 470 yards, four touchdowns or so, I think, on the road in Texas that had Matthew McConaughey in the building, who is now actually like a some sort of teacher there. He's, he teaches some okay. sort of – He's like, teaching
0: a class for like the year.
2: Yeah. All right. To me, that's, I'm sorry, wow. a professor. Yeah. <laughs> Someone I saw a funny thing that said uh, when they showed him and like what he's doing – like his intro to the class would be like, All right, class, bow your heads. All right, all right, okay. all right. But Think I mean, they make him wear a shirt for that. I was just going to say, there's n- how many women just randomly were like, You know what? Yeah, that's that's the one I'm into now. Like, I could only imagine what it would have been like to get into his class. And I bet you, EX, yeah. yeah, like actually a laid back, cool teacher, probably
0: lets them eat in class.
1: You know what he smoke. loves about college girls? They stay young.
0: Yes. He gets older, but they stay the same age. All right, all right. Come on, Andy. all right. There he is. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, LSU will still get amazing defensive players because they're LSU, and that's yeah. where they are. So yeah, go with a crazy offense. I think it's a, a and, bold uh,
2: move. Uh, Alabama did. I think we might have mentioned it. How Alabama had never covered a with Nick Saban. They've never covered a spread that was over fifty points. They were favored by fifty five against New Mexico, and sure enough, they only won by fifty two. Yeah. But I uh I actually had bet on a game that you got to find those those <laughs> hidden gems. And a lot of times when you're on like sports betting sites and stuff, they'll show college football lines and then sometimes they'll show extra FC like college football lines or whatever. And there's sometimes gems in there and Oklahoma was in there against South Dakota State and Oklahoma was favored by 47 at home. So they're laying a lot. I said, fuck it. I took it. I got a couple buddies to take it. 70 to 14 final.
1: Yeah. Well, they might win by more this week. So. Oh, yeah. So uh, leading into that, we did want
2: to talk about the local teams. We have... UCLA and USC Andy I'll let you start who do you want to talk about first
1: uh, let's let's get the bad out of the way so which one do you want to talk about so, first not kidding UCLA UCLA started it started the
2: season oh and two there was promise I was listening to a podcast before the season started against Cincinnati and there was a lot of promise like not saying it mean anything good but at least better and uh, it has not gotten better
1: yeah so I think Cincinnati is solid they're a decent program and going on the road on a Thursday night already a tough proposition. Oh, yeah, especially all the way to, like, you know, East Coast also. Yeah. So that game wasn't horrible for them, but not good. And it was uh, an embarrassment in the sense that they, uh, their quarterback, like, fumbled twice without being touched. Oh, yeah. And watched. Was, I actually saw both those fumbles. And it's just like, okay, this looks bad. This, this guy was one of the top guys coming out of college or coming out of high school uh, last year. Seemed to be a running quarterback. He'll fit Chip's offense. It just it doesn't look like he's he's the guy at all, and they're just kind of left that their quarterback last year is gone. He was a senior. Um, one of their other quarterbacks had transferred, and they just kind of this is who, this is who they got. Like they got to start him, and it doesn't look like he's the answer at quarterback. And it's like, what do you do next year? You're going to try to find a true freshman. It doesn't it doesn't look good for the future. I don't know how long Chip Kelly's going to get because. Last year was one of the worst seasons ever in UCLA football. This season looks like it's gonna be terrible as well. They got Oklahoma this week, so they're gonna get destroyed. I mean, they're gonna give up at least fifty. I was actually
2: talking about this with my chiropractor today, and my chiropractor was saying how he's like, Oh yeah, I used to bet on I used to bet sports really, but not too much anymore. And the reason why he even we even got into this conversation is because when I was in the room waiting for him to come in, the other room, there was a guy in there that he was talking to who happened to be the dad of a player who's actually currently on the Miami Dolphins practice squad, and we'll get into them, that team soon yeah. probably. But uh, anyway, we started talking. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a big sports guy. I'm in like three fantasy leagues. I bet on sports. And he's like, oh, wow, so you're really into it. And we started talking about that. And he's like, you know, a lot of times he's like – he was telling me tales about like when he used to bet and then how he doesn't do it anymore. And then was saying that he still will look at the papers and look at the lines and just like in his head vision, like if he was to be betting what teams – like what games he would bet on. He said the one that stood out the most to him was – the opening line of Oklahoma being favored by twenty-one, and he talked about how Oklahoma actually dropped to like the fifth-ranked team or whatever. And then uh, now they're saying like they're gonna be pumped up because they're gonna they're gonna be pissed that they're not in the top four, and they're gonna want to beat the shit out of a UCLA team that has not looked good. So uh, we'll see. I think um, Oklahoma should roll in that game, and uh, who knows though? Maybe I mean yeah, they lost a, was it San Diego State this past weekend. Yeah, for and the first it, time ever. And uh, But here's the thing, though, is like, obviously that's bad and there's no excuse, but, I mean, maybe it was kind of a look-ahead game. Maybe they were already thinking about Oklahoma coming to town, but regardless if they were or weren't, they should have taken care of business, and uh, Oklahoma probably will take care of business because Oklahoma basically had a game off this past week. I mean, Hurts, I think, played like a half. I think they were up 28-0 at halftime or something, and there was definitely no reason for him to come in in the second half because I think they even got to their third-string quarterback in that game that I remember, so... That should be the game that they uh, they dominate, but uh, the other Southern California team that's uh, big around here.
1: Yeah, so USC coming into the season, no one really know what to make of them. They have talent. They always get good recruits, but last year they had a uneven season. Um, they're returning the same starting QB, who was a good prospect, but didn't have a great season as a true freshman. Um, well, that problem took care of itself because JT Daniels, their starting quarterback, ended up... Uh, Getting hurt towards the yeah. end of the game, their first game against Fresno State, and he is out for the year. And uh, um,
2: that backup came in and didn't look too bad. Stanford's...
1: So in game two, he looked great, I would say. Yeah,
2: Stanford is... Uh, people got to remember, like Stanford, they were ranked 23. They still... the Stanford always prides themselves with a good defense, and he torched them. I mean, Stanford looked good early. I think they were up 20 to 10 at one point, or at least 17, 17 to, three. to 3. So That's right, and then it became 17 10, and then... They ended up getting up. What was it, forty-five to twenty? Was the final or something? I think, uh, yeah, that's the final. So yeah, they looked. Uh,
1: the new Graham Harrell offense. That's the biggest deals. Get anyone who played in one of those Mike Leach style, the air raid they call it. That's the uh, Cliff Kingsbury Cl- and all this stuff. Just I think uh, these offenses, people are figuring out different ways. It's not just the same shit anymore. So they were kind of the pioneers back then. But like all these people who like grew up doing it, and you see. They're getting drafted higher, and they're all getting jobs. Yeah. So that was kind of a surprise to see him. He's like, wait, that was Crabtree's quarterback back in the day. I remember that. That was a good team. But it's like, I guess he's already in his mid-30s. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so uh, that's pretty much that for college. I mean, no yeah. big. And do you
1: remember that guy's name was? It was like something crazy. Who, the quarterback? Yeah, I forgot. I, nah, it's, I... Like some, it's like Keevon, but it's not Kevon. Like Sivon or something. Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up. So all right. Like, well, you while can...
2: you do that, we're going to shift to uh, – the NFL, and we had some. Uh, if you remember, I left you off. The first game was last Thursday, which was the day before, which was the day after. I'm sorry that we did the podcast last, and I said that the pick I liked was Packers plus three, and sure enough, and I said bite up to three and a half if you can, just so you get that hook, and it wouldn't have mattered if you bought that up because the Packers won that game outright. They won this final score of ten to three, and I actually posted on our Twitter actually about a couple of the picks, and you could follow that Twitter at what Dobby. Tony's underscore take. All right. There you go. Tony's underscore take. Andy's always on there. Yeah. Tweeting away, harassing people. We did
0: a lot of Apple polls. People were not excited. Check out Entertainment. We'll talk about that further. Yep. Yes.
1: And I think that's what we're gonna we're gonna give our Thursday pick on Twitter every week. I think yeah, we there. could do that. Well shake. We
2: actually used to do that too for the website and stuff we yeah. used to, which we still have, by the way. Tony's take.com. Yeah, check us out. And uh but anyway, yeah, the, the pick I said on the podcast I liked was pack, for that game was Packers plus three, and then also I gave out a couple prop bets that I liked in that game, and one of them was the first half under of 23, I think it was, or, yeah, 23, and uh, that hit easy because it was, I believe it was 7-3 to three at halftime. Yeah. And then uh, the other prop bet I gave was Aaron Jones under 52.5 rush yards for the game, and he ended up with, like, 38. You know, they didn't really carry the ball much and whatnot, and they don't really carry the ball much, especially against Chicago because I was looking at some past games where they carried the ball under 20 times each time, and it's tough to run against that Chicago defense. I think Aaron Jones actually had negative one or zero yards with about two minutes left in the first half, and then he ended up getting like a six or seven yard gain to at least have positive yards. So yeah, the Bears, Uh, I, I won't, I mean, I heard also things that Trubisky wasn't looking too hot in practice, but I mean, they'll get used to it. We said it back in like April that these are how bears games are going to be this year. They're going to be low scoring. It's an offense that is kind of whatever. And it's a great defense and you're going to still, I'm sorry for you guys that watch the bears games. You better learn to like defense because that's how a lot of those bears games. Are oh, they be.
1: love defense. It's just, as you say, it's not going to be enough because I'm not going to win a, games it, with three points. It was points. funny.
2: I talked to a lot of people and I was like, Oh, did you watch that game last night or the other on Thursday? And a lot of people are like, yeah, that game was boring. I always, I answered all of them was depends what you had in it. Because like for me, I didn't find it boring at all. I uh, I found it very boring. No, I know, but any... I'm saying
1: like for me at least, like for when you got when your money's on the right side. Well, I mean, I I had made the right pick. I I said I'm taking the Packers outright. Um, in my justification, is I thought, Aaron Rodgers is ready to. You know, get back out there. Yeah. And, uh, also, anytime,
2: anytime you like a team getting three points, just take the money yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, take both. You know. But uh, anyway, there was a. Uh, we'll go through just some of the games that caught our eye. Where do you? Uh, where do you want to start? Um. We can talk I about both our teams also, but we could also.
1: Yeah, we'll just do that naturally. It's Yeah,
2: we'll just ha- highlight a few of the games that we. Thought were interesting.
1: I think the uh, the Browns game where yeah, everyone was lying, ready to in. everyone to pile on. I think we were down on the Browns. It seems yep. like every we, we smart person are. wanted to be down on the Browns. And now it got too far. And that the Browns got blown out. But it was actually a close game pretty deep into the second half. So
2: what's funny is that, yeah, the Browns did get blown out. And I heard that say, too, that it was like, yeah, it wasn't. They kind of beat themselves. It wasn't as bad as it ended up looking. But you can already tell odds makers, I think, have adjusted because the Browns play the Jets who just blew a lead to the bills and they're on Monday night in New York. And they say, you know, home field is worth about three points, give or take. So their jets are underdog by three points. So they're saying on a neutral field, you could expect this game to be about six in Cleveland, you know, it'd be about a nine point spread. But what's interesting is I feel like if Cleveland would have beaten Tennessee, if the score would have been vice versa, what are we looking at here? A five point spread probably at least I would say if they would have beaten up Tennessee and then, Jets blowing up to Buffalo because people would have been like, oh, this is the Cleveland team we thought. Like yeah. They're going to put up points, but it wasn't. And we've, we've been saying this the whole time. We haven't
1: been high on Cleveland. Yeah, I think uh, some of their, their issues were exposed. They've, they had 18 penalties. They've
2: definitely become a public team. And like I said, it's because you see Mayfield on the Jumbotron shotgunning a beer. You see him in commercials now. You see him playing into the air tonight, pretending he's doing the drum solo. And I mean, honestly, what white guy in America doesn't automatically play the drums when they hear that song?
1: Oh, obviously, I don't. Andy. But okay, yeah. I was
2: getting, I was thinking Andy, but yeah, if Andy right, was drunk that. at a bar, trust me, those hands are coming out for that solo.
1: Yeah, but I keep my hands behind my back at bars. You never know. Okay, we'll just good that. practice. We'll save that for a midnight pot. Um, okay. No, they had eighteen penalties. So first year head coach, you don't know how good he is at disciplining his players. And that was what a lot of people were up,
2: like, were concerned about. Like the a lot of those expert people about with NFL and stuff were saying
1: yeah. that. They were concerned about a first-year coach, and there was a lot of personalities in that locker room. And then when they got down, Baker ended up throwing three interceptions because he's he's wild, he's confident. You like that in a quarterback sometimes. Sometimes it can blow up in your face. And then I think one of the one of the issues is that their defense has some star players, especially their last two first-round picks, Denzel Ward and Miles um, Garrett. They're going to be their stars already, yeah. probably. But you need to build out a whole defense, and they kind of don't have that right now that they, you know, they're not as strong all throughout. And uh, I think they got exposed to it. I don't think the defense is going to be all that good, but I think they will turn around offensively. There's too much talent there. Yeah,
2: they'll be better. It's interesting too, because that game is Monday night. And uh, I do, it's tough for me to decide with that game because, I mean, I I was uh, watching a video today and a lot of these people, or some of these people were liking the Jets. And I would honestly have to say, I would kind of, lean jets because they just lost a heartbreak they're at home but cleveland also though you think is going to have to come back out and you know they're on monday night football it's prime time i would say one of two things with that game that i kind of like i would say i don't know what the over-under is but i would maybe lean over that because i just feel like you're gonna have a lot of personalities that game that want to do well i mean baker mayfield and Darnold were both in the same draft and then on top of that they had that
1: big game last year too yeah they had the
2: Big game last year.
1: Baker came in and won the game. And so
2: there there's that's gonna be in the back of Darnold's mind. They're two, you know, pretty strong personalities. Baker a little more animated than Darnold, but trust me, I've run into Darnold a couple times this summer. The guy likes to party also. So I mean, you've got two outgoing personalities. You've got Odell Beckham, you've got Le'Veon Bell back on a primetime game for the first time in years. It's got a couple years. Also, I was listening to something that's interesting about Le'Veon Bell that I agree with. They talk about the thing with Le'Veon Bell is he's a timing running back. Like, when he gets the ball, he always kind of, like, freezes and waits for a, t- a hole to open. And they said, like, when you don't play any preseason, you kind of, it takes you a little bit to get that timing down. So, with that said, he's got a game under his belt. I think Le'Veon Bell, I don't know what his over-under will be in rushing yards. That probably won't come out until later this week. But that would be a prop bet I would suggest people to look at is find whatever his uh, total rushing yards Prop is and I would go the over. I think he's going to come back out and have a. I think he's going to have a good game, especially at home. Monday night football, they're going to need him involved a lot if they want to win that game. So I will just look at that.
1: I think a key to that game is uh, C.J. Mosley, who he got hurt in game one, and the Bills, uh, the Bills hadn't scored a point yet, and they scored all their points after he got hurt. Yeah. I think that guy's one of the best linebackers in the NFL, and I think it makes a big difference whether he's going to play or not, which I think they don't know yet. So I think it brings me to his, his former team, the Baltimore Ravens, who I think Ooh. had the most, imp- maybe the most impressive game. But we just don't know yet because their opponent is, is a supposed GB to be team? the worst team. Yeah. We
2: talked about this in our over
1: unders. They had the least over unders, four and a half. They uh, and they'd be lucky to win two games. It looks like at this point.
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent. We're going to look at that. Uh, this could be a Detroit Lions type season of a few years back. But uh, yeah, they don't. Uh, they didn't look good at all. Um. Also, Harbaugh has been known to want to just punish teams. Like, I heard something, I don't know if it, how late in the game it was, but I heard late in the game when they had a significant lead, he even did a fake punt or something and yeah. was still throwing it downfield.
1: Yeah, RG3 had a touchdown pass. Any
2: USC player, I mean, fan knows that the even though it was his brother that did this one, the Harbaugh's in general like to kind of be assholes when they have a big lead. And we always remember when Stanford was killing USC or whatever and decided to go for two. And it's just like these guys have no remorse. We talk about it with uh, why the why Baltimore Ravens are such a high um, fantasy team that the experts like to bet on because he tries. He tries to win those games, and he shows no mercy, and he showed no mercy to Miami. And we'll see. Like you had that Saturday that talked about how Ravens have been a significant uh, first-week team.
1: They always do well. Yeah. We talked about how they don't lose in the preseason, so they are very well prepared for week one. And they've just dominated their opponents the last three years at least. And I mean you saw it here where it's just they kept throwing. They got up to a huge lead and they were still throwing, still doing stuff. And yeah, even when the backup came in, he was throwing. Um so I don't think I don't think we can just say, wow, this they really turned around or Lamar Jackson, a favorite uh, target of ours. I don't think we could see this one, watch this one game and be like, "Whoa, yeah, so, he is better."
2: Also, what's funny is about that is it, it scared some people because he went from hundred to one to win MVP all the way down to twenty two to one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I don't so, think I wouldn't put my money on that at all. But um, so if you saw like one of those touchdowns to um Hollywood Brown, who uh, of the famous Brown family, um, he was. Completely wide open, like it was just like a four-yard pass. And yeah, that's what they. And you just turn around, and nobody was there. I mean, like that's one of the. They said there was guys. a was bunch
2: like, of missed uh, coverages for Miami also, and they're just not a good team. And then obviously after the game, they're not trying. Some of those veteran guys who immediately started calling their agents and said, "Like, get me out of
1: here! Like, I we ne- I don't want to be here anymore." And so there was a story about a m- month ago before they made all the deals that the team would revolt if they traded uh, Tunsil because it would show that they're already tanking and he's a popular guy with the team and well that they, they did trade him, and the team didn't revolt except they clearly revolted on the field like you wouldn't it's football is a very physical game if you're only going to give 82% you're going to yeah. get destroyed like that yeah and, and of course are you going to give 100% if so here's, your
2: team's horrible so this coming Sunday has actually got a very interesting game with Miami it's because it's Miami New England
1: they'll care about that game and, and here's the yeah. thing
2: I'll just tell people right now Let that line keep going up and then take Miami because New England, first off, Miami usually plays pretty decent against New England, but also... Beat them last year. New England, what's going to be their motivation, especially if they get themselves a 17, 20-point lead? They're not going to have much. And you got Miami, a team of grown men, a professional NFL team, got their asses kicked. They gave up almost 60 points. That's a college score. You know, they gave up almost 60 points. You bet your ass they've read that everywhere, especially in like big cities in Miami. It's been all over... ESPN, it's been everywhere, that you read that, hey, we got our asses kicked 59 to 10, and they're going to come out. I guarantee you this this week they've been practicing hard. They're going to come out Sunday at home with some energy, and I, I think 20 points, is or it's at 19 right now, but that's too much to give, and it's all public perception because now, speaking of New England, they just defeated the best team in NFL history. No, I'm kidding, but they defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers 33 to 3, which is an ass-whooping of a good team. Like, yeah, the Steelers lost some key players, but they're still going to be a good team. Or at least, hopefully, they'll be a good team. But, I mean, they still have a good team right now. And New England, man, it's scary because usually they start a little slow themselves. And it's usually like November, December where it's like, oh, shit, are they going to fucking win it again? And they already looked like it was
1: mid-December and they were heading to the playoffs in two weeks. I mean, they they looked good. Like they always take care of business against good teams. I think last year all of their losses were against non playoff teams. Yeah. Um, so when they they play like a playoff team, they they get up for it. Yeah, what does scare me is I like I said, I think Pittsburgh's defense is gonna be really good. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter with that system. It didn't matter against um the Chargers last year in the playoffs who had a good defense. Brady just just roasted them. They have such a good game plan that they know like they could beat you any way you play, like yeah. Okay, if you're going smaller, you're putting more DBs in there. They can run it down your throat. If you're playing no, he's, man, he's they know they know that. And you know Edelman can get open, and it's just like it's. It doesn't matter that they didn't have, um, you know Gronkowski, but Josh Gordon was there, looked pretty good. Not like you know amazing player, but then like they make Philip Dorsett look really good, and it's just like, it just it's so set up. They know exactly what to do and how how to beat you every way and you just I think the only way to really beat them now is to just have such a superior defense like so much talent like like what the Seahawks did I'd say first half of that that Super Bowl yeah where it's like those pass rushers were in his face immediately and at the same time you have maybe the best secondary of all time trying to oh, yeah. defend those guys that's like you just need that that good of a defense and well I think Pittsburgh is good they don't have that their secondary no, has don't. some problems their
2: secondary hasn't been the same since Palomalu and like Ryan Clark left yeah. town so I agree with that, especially as a Steeler fan. They've always been good with linebackers. Even when their defense wasn't doing that great, they've always had good linebackers. Like they had – you know, they still had Harrison for a while. You know, they had Shazier come in before his injury. You know, you had Woodley and stuff. I mean, they've always had the linebackers over the past, you know, five, six years. But the secondary has always been the hurting part. And especially – even when they had Paul Mallow and Clark, it was like their corners still weren't even that great. Like yeah. I remember Ike Taylor had his moments of not being very good and just – other stuff. But uh, but anyway, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, is there any other teams you wanted to?
1: Yeah, I got some other things to, to talk about here. Um, oh, please. I think like the Steelers, Atlanta just didn't show up. I think it's part of it, like not playing in the preseason. And so I was actually had a bet on that game. That was my uh,
2: big morning bet was the under in that game. And I hate betting unders. And when yeah. it was
1: 14-0, six minutes into the game, I said
2: to myself, that's why I don't bet unders. Well, that was but like exactly. 30 yards of offense. Exactly. That's what I kept telling myself. And then you would see it, man. Minnesota's defense looked good. And then – they said Minnesota, man, they just like to pound the ball. So you people out there that own Dalvin Cook in fantasy, be happy because Minnesota likes to
1: run, and Dalvin Cook look good. They won't be able to play, play like that every game. Well, Her yeah, cousin's same. only through 10 times. It's yeah, insane. well, especially but, against the Bears, they're um, not going to be able to have So that I should have known um, Minnesota's a good week one team. I think it's like a stat we should look out now with the way teams treat the preseason. Yeah, um, it's
2: true. I mean, and also it's like another team, speaking of good week one teams, uh, one team that's not ever prepared historically, they say for week one and stuff, is the Saints. Last year, we remember the Saints were 14 or 15-point favorites at home against the Buccaneers and got beat.
1: Yeah, they killed then, a ton of Survivor Leagues.
2: And then this year, six-and-a-half-point favorites. A lot of the experts I was listening to were saying, take the Texans, Saints are never ready. And thank God they have a good kicker, or else they were about to lose that game too. You know, Will Lutz makes yeah. a 58-yarder to win the game at the uh, buzzer or whatever, so...
1: Yeah, did you not get to see that? Did you have softball? Oh, I saw it. No, okay, I, I didn't was, have softball till 7.50. Ooh, that was, that was one of the best games I've seen in my lifetime. Let me
2: actually tell you really quickly a funny story about that. Let me just share a moment. Carter and I, this was a bet we actually lost on Monday, was I had over 23 and a half completions for Deshaun Watson. I figured they'd be playing from behind a lot. He would do a lot of dump passes to Duke Johnson. I liked the bet a lot. When they scored that last touchdown, he had 20. And Carter and I, you know, we had softball that night, which means, you know, we'd already have been a couple drinks deep. So we're sitting there kind of laughing. Like we had the team behind, our team behind us, our softball team, like at a table and there was no room. So Carter and I at the bar top. Just, hey, you know what? This is all we need. I'm looking at him like half serious. Saints score. They missed the extra point. And I'm like, then maybe this game goes into overtime. We get those last three, those four completions we need for the win. Yeah. Well, I don't know the people that watched the game. Saints did score 27-27. I mean, I'm sorry, not the Texan. Saints. I'm sorry, the Texans scored. So we were saying we need the Texans to score and miss the extra point. Texans scored. It's 27-27. They go for the extra point. It goes wide right. Carter and I jump up. We scream at the bar top in a restaurant. High five, and then the laundry's on the field. There was a flag. Extra point made was good. And I mean, I could sit here and say, like, maybe then Bree still would have made that field goal, but also it's like, who's to say he would have played the same management? They might have just been like, we're going into overtime. Yeah. Because they got to a point where they only had one timeout and there was like 16 seconds. They were at their own like 40. They might have just said, fuck it. We're going to overtime. Well, don't risk a
1: turnover. There's There was a similar situation in the Chargers game where the Colts tied it. And I believe there were about 30 seconds left and the Chargers did uh, try to do something and uh, they ended up hurting Hunter Henry. So there maybe sometimes you don't want to do that. So yeah. Chargers ended up winning in uh, overtime. They had a an interesting game. The Colts, I think, are going to be better than people... Yeah, I, initially. I agree. They because they also that, said the, the that Colts, line is so
2: good. The Colts, and that's the thing, is that according to like the, some NFL thing, they're the fourth best offensive line. It might be better and by you the end of the year. And what that offensive line allows is Marlon Mack to do what he did, which was 170 rushing yards on my bench. And then, yeah, well, it happens. I mean, I had Kamara and Henry. I mean, I'm still not. I didn't I, start Eckler's. So. It's hard to do anything. And then uh, another thing it allows you to do is uh, have time to get an open receiver. And he's got good target. I mean, he's got Hilton. Got Ebron,
1: yeah. They did lose Funches. He did break his collarbone. I'll tell mean, you right yeah. now, dude.
2: I woke up this morning with shoulder discomfort and my uh, what joint is it? AC joint. Yeah, my AC joint, and I'll tell you what—that hurt like a bitch. I had to go. To the, that's why I was at the chiropractor today. I couldn't imagine breaking something in there. Like with how much this hurt, I just don't even like to think about it.
1: Yeah, but they're an interesting team. I didn't realize that um, Brissette actually has the lowest. Interception rate in NFL history. He's super careful. So you combine that with a good running game
2: and a good line to give you time to so make there's, decisions. That there's are a recipe
1: there for success. Of course, they want that, they'd rather I, I have Andrew Luck. But. That
2: that division is probably going to be maybe the most exciting because even though Houston lost, they looked good. Tennessee looked good, and Colts lost and they looked good. The only team that really didn't, I think, was kind of Jacksonville because Nick Foles is out. They had some. They had some. But, I mean, Minshew. We talked about Washington State earlier. Yeah. He's, he's the newest uh, this star. This could be the offense soccer. that they need. I mean, you're going to struggle against Mahomes. Mahomes had 297 pass yards at halftime or whatever. I mean, yeah, Mahomes is Mahomes. And he got banged up a little bit. And then also the Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is going to miss some time and nobody feels bad for him. It's Yeah, I strange. saw a tweet. I don't know, Now you're the Twitter god, but I saw a tweet that someone said that we're all praying for Tyreek Hill. He, was it he broke an arm or something or a hand or whatever? Uh, it was some sort of collarbone type thing too. So they said like, like he broke the arm. Let's just say that he beats his pregnant wife with. So yeah. they're like, we're all praying for him to recover quickly. Like, you know, obviously a sarcastic tweet, basically like who feels bad for this guy. But, uh,
1: I also wondered if, uh, that Patrick Mahomes is kind of, was going to freeze him out because to start that game, Sammy Watkins was his favorite target. Oh, anyway. and Sammy Watkins was anyone that does
2: fan duel, you were able to get fan uh, Sammy Watkins cheap probably. And that was a great, pick if
1: you uh ended yeah up doing almost it. 200 yards and it's like I still don't know if I trust him but then I'm like Sammy Watkins that was, that was not that long ago with the Rams that first uh, also wasn't year. that long ago when he was on Clemson he was tearing it up yeah. I mean the guy's a good receiver and you give him he, a now a good quarterback some good Clemson receivers out there yeah um so what else do we uh but yeah the other thing to note on the Chargers game was Austin Eckler's day and everyone just going after Melvin Gordon I feel bad for the guy like I think everyone I who have, watched Eckler knew he's was capable of stuff like that. I Such have a Austin good Eckler,
2: too. I told you I got him in that one league. Yeah. And I actually have Gordon on the bench in that league. So if he comes back, we'll see. But I'm hoping he comes back
1: for another team. I would love to keep Eckler also. I mean, Eckler's not going to do that kind of thing every week. Um, not with that but, attitude, he's not, Andy. <laughs> uh, I just kind of feel bad. Like, Melvin Gordon is still good. So don't oh, forget yeah. that. He just He should have realized he was not going to get paid and just took his – I mean, is it too late? Year. Can he still do something? I think now doesn't he's not he going to get the same offer that he would have got. But doesn't like,
2: he have to like week eight before like something happens?
1: Yeah, but I'm talking about the Chargers did offer him an extension and he said it was too low. Now they didn't know, like, they're not going to offer him that at all. So, um, Yeah, well, that's uh, funny how that works out for some teams. doesn't work out for others. Uh, Dallas Cowboys looked amazing. They gave one of their players a huge extension. The one who didn't get the extension is the one who had the incredible game. I don't know if you caught any of this game, Dak Prescott. Yeah, but the Cowboys' offense is legit. Michael Gallup is really good.
2: I agree. I think Cooper
1: is as good as we thought he was coming out of Alabama, and it's like Jason Witten is back. I mean, he probably sucks, but he caught a touchdown. I thought he he did. did. He caught a touchdown. Ezekiel
2: uh, Elliott's back and happy. Yeah, I'll tell you guys. I mean, Dallas—they're a lot of people are high on the Eagles in that division. I don't know.
1: I I like Dallas. I really like the Cowboys because they're—I mean, their defense is good too. It's not. Yeah. It's probably not going to be the best defense, but they have good linebackers and some good corners. Um, another semi-important game was the uh, the tie. Kyler Murray in his debut ended up making a big comeback after looking just awful, looking like an Arizona QB from last year for most of the game. He ended up turning it on. I think I, think the, I was going to call them the Tigers. The Lions got tired, and at the same time, Kyler kind of figured some things out um, I think Arizona is still going to be pretty horrible based on oh, that yeah. first half. Their defense. I mean, Matt Stafford had a great game, and he Matt Stafford's already re- fighting with the coaching staff because he had a great game, and they kind of didn't let him do as much as he could. Yeah, I'm still a believer in that guy. Like, I think he's just kind of one of those cursed guys. Who? Yeah. Well, I mean, could, he was drafted by the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> like curse number one. There's, there's the curse already. Um, but he has he has more ability, and I think he's just been like fucked by. His franchise, the team he's played with. He got to play with Calvin Johnson, and then that was stolen from him. Yeah, And she's like, it's... Yeah.
2: Never to be heard from again, either. I feel like Calvin Johnson, he's got to be like Haiti or something somewhere.
1: Well, him and Andrew Luck are, Yeah. They're backpacking in Europe. <laughs> um, I think the last game, I want to say something about, I think, uh, for the local fans, the Raiders actually looked not bad.
2: And you know, here's the thing. Raiders... In my opinion, they looked good in the preseason. Gruden looked like he had them fired up. And let's not forget, Brown never played in the preseason. Yeah. So it was really that same team that looked good in the preseason and played in the preseason playing on Monday night against an overrated getting old quarterback. And yeah, and Joe Blackwell did not look good. An offense that was not good last year and doesn't look like it's going to be good this year. And I mean, the defense has its moments, but I mean, if the offense isn't going to do anything for it.
1: The defense isn't good enough. to. It's not like the Bears where they're going to keep them. And And I think some people thought they might be as good as the, as the Bears, but I think there's more holes in that Broncos defense than they're not going to. They have those yeah. great pass rushers and one amazing corner, but overall, you could see John Gruden can game plan around that that those guys were kind of invisible.
2: Yeah, well, uh we'll see with that, but uh, speaking of the Raiders, there was some news. huh, Andy? a certain player?
1: Yeah, I think we're uh, saving the biggest story for last year. Um, when we last left you, it looked like Antonio Brown had all the problems behind him. He had a new helmet. He didn't have a broken, fucked up foot anymore. And it's just like, he's going to play football. And I thought once he just gets on the field, it's all going to be fine. And then they will have to worry about it next January when he's going to go off the rails. But, you know, season's about to start. It's all going to be fine. Um, and then Mike Mayock came in and fucked everything up. <laughs> and I really blame him as crazy as Antonio Brown is. I think Mike Mayock is most most responsible for this because he uh, I think he decided to to you know he wanted to play his hand here show everyone how powerful he was he fined Antonio Brown for missing like like a couple practices and we all knew all the drama that he had missed stuff and it's like just let it let it be it was $50,000 for a guy making $15,000,000 like why, why are you doing this it's like it's an insult to him and that's how Antonio Brown took it like yeah. that's not even the craziest thing he's a crazy guy that's not that crazy to think treat that as an insult after that crazy weird off season with the helmet and everything that you would then be petty enough to find him for those things. And I mean, his reaction wasn't fine. He, uh, you know, reportedly called there was him wrongs a, uh, on both ends. He called Mike Mayock a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved right. to seen that dude. Honestly,
2: all we kept laughing about too is how HBO ended one week early. Yeah. I mean, what they would, would they have aired any of that? Probably not. But cause that would have all been stuff. The team would have definitely NFL wanted to keep final, private. Yeah. But still, I would have loved to have been like it, all of a sudden you would have been like, is this actually a reality show anymore? Like this might well, be when you hear the story. It's like Vontae's perfect had to hold him back. It's like, what well, Vontae's perfect is responsible for all of this. That hit on Antonio Brown has shook that poor man up. I think. But actually, what also came out was uh, Colin Coward was saying that one of his sources, a very trustworthy source that was close to him or is close to him, says how Mike Tomlin had said that they actually covered up a lot of stuff when Brown was there. Like how Brown actually was pretty crazy and all this stuff, but the Steelers did a good job not letting that really go public. So people just thought he was still like, oh, he's just a normal, good football player. And even like Troy Polamalu, I don't know if he had come out and said anything, but people had said that Polamalu was one of the guys that didn't really like, Anto- didn't care for Antonio Brown too much. Like they didn't really get along. And Polamalu, it's like, how can you even, that guy got along with everyone. It seemed like, I mean, softest voice, Troy Polamalu, University of Southern California.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think he's, A crazy person definitely a high personality you you let that stuff go when they produce and i think yeah they got enough i agree if i
2: was if i was mayock i would have let it all go and been like you know what, we got you back on the field but and then obviously now you have all these conspiracies out there that like he knew what he was doing from the beginning he went to oakland to purposely make all this happen and do these crazy things knowing there would be this effect and then overreact so he could eventually get released and go to the patriots because he originally wanted to get traded now that seems to me like it's one of those big yeah. black hole conspiracies like you know you can go down the rabbit hole of that and be like oh whatever but i don't i don't know if i buy that too much i think he was genuinely happy to be in oakland yeah and then i think what happened is once he got there it's like you know it's like you're happy to go to a new job and you're like oh a new beginning then all of a sudden after a couple of weeks a couple of months the true color show and you realize like shit dude my boss is an asshole i don't like this guy at all and i think that's kind of what more so happened with
1: well I just Brown. Think, like after all that i mean the that's the whole thing. This happened. Tw- it happened twice because on Thursday they have the fight and people are just making fun of Antonio Brown and the Raiders. Look what happened. He's never going to play for them again. The Raiders are just going to, you I mean, know, it, suspend them, find him, the fight whatever. Then yeah, Friday apology. And John Gruden's like, yeah, he's going to play Monday night. And like, I took them at, at their word. Like, yeah, okay. This is the best move to make. John Gruden probably talked to Mike Mayock. It's a strange situation where John Gruden's a coach, but he's also the GM's boss. It's like a, you don't really see that situation, yeah. Um, but that's that is how the team is run, and he could have told him, "Hey, you got to just back off. I want this guy on my team. He's a good player. So let's just end this." And I thought that's how it was going to go. And then Saturday, I think it was Saturday morning, maybe Friday night. It was yeah, it was Friday night where he put that video. It was Friday night that where he taped John Gruden. Yeah, and that was like what that's not even a big deal anymore. But Saturday morning is when the you find out that yep he, he was, got fined for that video. No, for he was fined for the fight. Mayock fined him for fighting him. So he's like, he wouldn't let that go. So then that's when Antonio Brown said, well, fuck you, release me. And he was released. So for Mayock to do that twice, for the first time (laughs) to be like, we're fining you for missing practice. And Antonio Brown went crazy for it, then apologizes. And he's like, now I'm fining you for fighting me. And he went crazy and said, release me. It's like, you knew what you were doing at that point.
2: Yeah, that that, honestly, what that is, is it's 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 just him not wanting to accept that he lost that battle to Brown. It's kind of like, no, I still want to show. I've got the power. You're on my team. This is how things are going to run. I can't let you. And you know what's crazy, too, is it's like, think about it. These guys are all regular people like you and I. Who's to say it's like he gets home from work, he goes out with his buddies, and it's like someone's just like, man, you really let him win. And then you start – I'm just being serious, though. It's like I'm not saying that happened, but, like, that shit really could happen Or it's stuff like you're going out and it's kind of like – or even you have a couple drinks and you start thinking about it and you're like, that motherfucker's not winning. Yeah. I'm, you know what? You're getting fined for what you did to me. I'm the boss in the team. I can't have you show me disrespect because if I show weakness and disrespect and be disrespected, how are the other 50-something guys on the roster going to treat me? And so I think that's more so what it went to, and they, it was just a power trip by everybody, and they made them seem like, hey – you know, we don't stand down anyone. We don't care who you are. And uh with all that said, it led to Antonio Brown being a New England Patriot and uh well, I don't even uh know if I want to think about
1: Yeah, the scary what situation is is that it works out, but if it doesn't, it doesn't matter because they'd look so good anyways. Yeah, but
2: then also a little quick side thing. Now, of course, at this time because things like this always seem to pop up at the time when your things are in the media a lot is that a former trainer has claimed that he was sexually abusive to her and stuff like that, or
1: yeah, it's, did weird it's,
2: things like one of the stories was uh, something about masturbating when she was watching TV and he jerked off onto her back behind her or something like that. Whoa. Yeah. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. But
1: yeah, it's it's a strange situation where and, they basically admitted like, no, no, they were like they had a relationship. Yeah, and I'm so sure no, they none of this is sexual assault. It just this is and it's like that's a. I guess that's a defense, but also he then admitted to that. Like, they have texts of him joking with his friends about doing that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's not a great thing, but that's more of like, you should dump him, not like he should go to jail or yeah lose money. But also, though, but. it wasn't her, though, right? That claimed he raped her. Wasn't that another woman or something? Or was it? I it? don't know. There's other, then he's got other troubles. Yeah,
2: he's got stuff like back in college, I think, was the rape thing. So like, this girl's from college.
1: Yeah, I imagine it was the college trainer, oh. right? yeah so then he you know maintained a relationship with her and brought her on which i mean when
2: you see college yes. trainers you got all these 19 20 year old kids a lot of those college trainers are not a lot of them but i'm mean, a lot of them not all of them but usually some of them are pretty good looking girls and they're about they're young too they're about your age or maybe four or five years older i don't know what like the case was here but anyway i mean we'll see right. what ends up happening with him i mean it's been a head case it was definitely a roller coaster of few days but uh all we can do is sit back and wait. I don't think we'll really get a big tale of things this Sunday just because they play Miami. But as the season goes on, the next few months into October, November, uh, if he's assuming he's still playing and stuff, it uh, could be interesting. But you know, the Patriots were already a very hated team. And in my eyes, they got even more hated. Like last year, I cheered for them in the Super Bowl. This year, if they get there, not at all. I don't care who's representing the NFC this year. I don't want that. I do not want Antonio Brown winning the Super Bowl, especially with New England. I'm sorry. Sorry, Brady, nothing against you. You've got your six. I, would, I wouldn't I care if you got a seventh this year if it meant Antonio Brown somehow at this point was just in, like, jail. But you are. I'm not going to cheer for
1: your seventh ring with Antonio Brown on that team. And that's that. I do think it's funny how things change so fast because— And that's life, though, Andy. Yeah, well, one of the stories coming out of this thing, maybe like this weekend was, and you alluded to it, how good of a job Mike Tomlin did to keep this team together with having this nutcase for eight years, nine years, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And you just heard that, like, he's such an underrated coach. He's just, you know, he has control of that team. And then they, you see them play Sunday night, and they look awful. And then all the, the takes reverse again and be like, Mike Tomlin sucks. Look how he can't. This team has so much talent, and they can't win anymore, and they don't win as much as they should. And it's just funny. I don't know. Truth's somewhere in between. Yeah, I'm sure Mike Tomlin has his uh, issues as a coach, and he's probably not the perfect leader. But yeah, I think I think he does a good job.
2: So. Oh, I do too.
1: It's just funny how it's it went from like wow he's amazing to he sucks in the span of 24 hours, and it's probably all Ben Roethlisberger's fault. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But that was definitely a uh, exciting week one. It had some good games. It had some major yeah. blowouts. Had and, some offense, had some low scoring games,
1: and as always, don't overreact, oh yeah, and that's you the see, biggest
2: thing a lot of people are saying is don't overreact to like oh this team the, for ex- the Ravens winning by almost fifty by uh other teams not doing too well you just yeah, the
1: Raiders will probably still only win like four games, yeah, but enjoy that Raiders fans for that one one day
2: Yeah. but uh yeah we will uh we'll see how the rest of the season goes, yeah. I think that's uh, the.
0: We're gonna pretty much wrap up yeah, our yeah. sports talk. Yeah. Some good stuff. A couple of dog barks in there. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. But you've been listening to episode 133 of our sports pod. I'm Sean, joined with me we had off road Andy. See ya. And Tony Katz. See you later.